fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi. I'm Reese, and welcome to a very special episode of To Ellen Back. It's really special because I have a substitute co-host and a special celebrity guest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, my co-host is Carly. Carly, do you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Carly Usden, and I'm here to fill in for Kristen Russo. That's all Carly is. She's just a substitute Kristen. Say something about yourself, like your favorite uh, food. Um, I like French fries a lot. Oh, I That's do too. My favorite food. I love French fries. I know that about you. Yeah, I knew you like French fries too. Brittany, what's your favorite food? I'm Brittany Nichols, and I also <laughs> like French fries. But my favorite food, I would have to say, is pizza. Oh. Pizza is was I was gonna say pizza, and then I remembered French fries. Mm. It's like number one, number two. Uh, but Brittany is a celebrity. Um, she's a writer and comedian and actor, and you are currently working on Black Lady Sketch Show for HBO, right? Mm-hmm. I am. So awesome. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> do you know when that's coming out? I do, but I can't tell anyone. Wow. Wow. Not wow. She's already withholding. She's just so you guys know, we're gonna oh make my her God. tell us when we're not recording, and then we'll know, and you guys will. Know. Yeah. Well, and Carly and Brittany also worked together on the film Suicide Kale, which like won a bunch of awards it's and you true. could watch it on the internet. Yes, mm -hmm. you can watch it on Amazon Prime. You could rent it on iTunes. Yeah. It's very exciting. And Brittany's also been in Take My Wife and Transparent and all these other things, right? Yep. And you mm -hmm. write for Autostraddle. Uh-huh. Autostraddle.com? Yeah. It's really funny. She wrote about like saying no. Oh, that waiting was a for really someone to piece. text you on the phone. <laughs> the saying no piece. <laughs> I almost printed out and hung up. It was so insp inspirational. It is oh, really wow. inspirational. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, special. so it really like changed a lot of lives. Um, and we're really happy to have Brittany here with us today. I'm very yes. glad to be here oh. as a listener of the episodes. <laughs> 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 so, Brittany, when did you first watch The L Word? How old were you? And I what was the context? first watched The L Word my junior year of college. And what year was that? 2008, I believe. So you, when it was out, do you remember it being out? Um, like on TV? No, I didn't find out about it until I think over the summer of between sophomore and junior year. I like had no idea that this show existed. Wow. Found out about it after I'd uh, fooled around with a woman for the first time uh, <laughs> and just like illegally <laughs> downloaded it and watched all of them. And then um, I was living off campus my junior year and my roommate had Showtime in her bedroom and I would sneak into her room while she was at Secret Society on Sunday nights and because I didn't want her to know I was watching it and watch the L word and it would always finish like about the time that she was getting home. So I would literally be finishing the episode and like turning off the TV, <laughs> running out of the room, closing the door, trying to get to my room before she like got her key into oh the my door. God. It was very risky. I have so heard risky. so many like intense secret watching the L word stories, but yeah. that is one I have not heard before. That was great. Yeah. And that was the last season. Oh no. Season. Yeah. All that work. So for I'd, that. I'd caught all the way up to <laughs> watch it live. Watching it. Like, this? <laughs> Did you like it? 
I don't know if I <laughs> liked it, but I was in the phase of just like consuming everything yep. queer all yeah. of the time. Like I certainly purchased the theme song on iTunes. <laughs> I purchased all of the songs on iTunes, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And then I went as Don't Ask, Don't Tell for <laughs> Halloween that year. And and all the gay people were like, You're Tasha from the L. <laughs> God. And I was like, no, no, I'm done. Don't tell. Uh, no reason, no reason for that at all. It has nothing to do with me not being out. Oh my god! Did you know then that you wanted to like work in TV and film, or uh, no? No, not at all. What did you think you were gonna do? I had no clue. Interesting, because I feel like a big part of our experience watching it, because like we didn't watch the first. We started watching together in season four. Yeah was that we both knew we wanted to work in TV. And so we were very critical of it from like, I could do this better perspective. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But what's, what's your origin story, Carly? Um, I remember being in college and we used to, so like before the L word, there was Queer as Folk on Showtime. Right. And we used to have these big like screening parties every Sunday night and watch Queer as Folk. And then when it ended, that was like when the L word, I think essentially started, right? Yeah. It was like not that huge Yeah, it was like, Yeah, I think it was 2005 was like when Queer as Folk ended. Yeah, so it just was like, oh my God, they're doing like the lesbian one. And yeah. so we were all excited. And so... I oh, yeah, because you had a lot of gay boyfriends, right? Uh, yes, I had a lot of gay guy friends in college. That was kind of my, that was kind of everyone I hung out with. <laughs> and then like, but then I, I remember my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend at the time, we were living together. I don't remember what season it was, but we would have everyone over on Sunday nights and like have like snacks and wine mm -hmm. and we would like all watch that word yeah. at our apartment in Orlando. Starting Florida. from the very beginning. I don't remember if season one was 2004. You got to do some math, but it was starting at some point. But I started yeah. watching it when it started airing. Like right. I watched it live all the way through. Wow. Yeah, I know. So brave. You're so gay. Yeah, extremely gay. And then Carly and I started watching it together in 2007. Yeah. When I moved or to New 2008, because we met in 2007, but the season didn't start till yeah, 2008. And I, that's when I moved to New York. So we would watch them together every week. Yeah. And then do With the our friends and yeah. do the recaps. God, Wait, so. What a time. I have another follow-up question for Brittany. Yes. So did you ever watch it? with other people or was your entire experience private all private wow that all must have been intense my entire <laughs> in experience the dark with in secrecy <laughs> that's the opposite it's, that's so crazy i watched literally every episode with a group of people yeah that's so funny oh wait i have another follow-up question for Brittany. did you so did you have any idea that you were gay before the first time you hooked up with a woman yeah okay you know the whole like you know. pretending not to know thing but had not noticed that this show was on. No, I didn't know. I didn't have any lesbian friends, really. He played basketball. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like in high school, it just was like, no, the people that were like out didn't talk about it. We just like all pretended it wasn't happening. And then in college, nobody on my basketball team was out until after they quit the team. Would it have been weird to be out on your team? at that time um yes for sure so let's start talking about this great episode god i have to look up who wrote it um uh, but i have a feeling i know who wrote it i have a guess who's your guess my guess is eileen shaken incorrect i didn't catch who it was but it wasn't eileen because i would remember that a man directed it a woman wrote it but i don't remember. oh was it like the katcha whatever i think so oh yeah you're right it's kari skoglant Kari mm. Ikea and it was directed <laughs> by a man named Mark 
Mark Subaru. So we open, we open in 1968 in Santa Rosa. <laughs> Crimson and Clover is playing. Two girls are riding horses. Horse lesbians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're horse lesbians. The gay version of horse girls. Yeah. Yeah. And so these two women are in the, or these two girls are in their horse stalls, and then they go into like the back stables. I don't know. I've it never, have you guys ever ridden it's, horses? No, I've never. My sister <laughs> I have rode ridden horses. A horse, for a and long. I dated a horse girl. Oh, you did? Oh my God. Did you guys I undress did. in the stables like they did? We did not. Uh, yeah, that seemed the odd. The stables smell very bad. And yeah. usually people smell very bad after they've been riding large animals. That tracks out. Well, these girls were ready. Well, one of them was ready to go for it. Despite the smell. So one of the girls likes the other girl, tries to make out with her, and then she pushes her away and says, people have kind of all kinds of feelings and we don't have to act on them. Yeah. And that and we don't know who that person is yet. And then we cut to Tina and Bet are attending a support group. There's a really weird edit in this <laughs> beginning of the scene where they're standing on the outside of the double doors that are shut, and then it jump cuts to the inside of the double doors and it's like the exact same shot composition. Yeah. And it is very jarring. I just wanted to say that from a technical <laughs> perspective that it's very weird. Thank there, you. There you have it. Thank you, everyone. I'll be going now. <laughs> uh, Carly works in the industry. What if that's all we said? Like Carly works in the industry and then we'd never... The food industry. The yeah. Food, yeah. yeah. So she's products. very Insurance. familiar with cuts. Like f of fries, mm -hmm. French. Crinkle, Julian waffle <laughs> and then we Sink. go back to Jenny's tool shed where first of all the last time that we saw Jenny's situation Tim told her she could stay for one night right mm -hmm. but it she's clearly been moved in moved made in. It home yeah it's, it's being referred to as her apartment yeah, yeah very like, do you like word. <laughs> like, do you like my apartment right do you think it has good energy yeah which I mean no. 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 No, you're living in a she tool shed. She says, like, that she likes it, and then she says it's a tool shed. And the it friend is. was lying. The friend was lying to her. Yeah. So already we've established this What's friend. What's the friend's is like, name? Annette. 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 Right? Nanette. I think it's Nanette. Nanette. It's not Nanette. It's Annette. The namesake of <laughs> Hannah Gatsby Special. Yeah. Hannah Gatsby Special Nanette was inspired by Jenny's college roommate, <laughs> yeah. Annette. From that one episode. From of this one episode of one. The L Word. And... Yeah, so we've established that her roommate is visiting her. And then we go back to the support group. Yeah. First of all, like, what is this support? Oh, I have <laughs> no idea. I have a guess, but it, I still don't know that it makes sense. I mean, they all were like couples or people that were pregnant. Yeah, I guess just parental preparation group. Yeah. PPG. With, with, Dan, Fox, <laughs> with Dan Foxworthy, the worst therapist in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dan Foxworthy's whole thing through this whole series is annoying because why? Yeah. Why is this white man the like go to therapist why for literally therapist? everyone? Mm -hmm. There's definitely more therapists in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and there certainly was back in 2004, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Yolanda, if you're talking about this bullshit, why are you going to see a white dude therapist? Like, fine. <laughs> That's a great question. Fine. I know it's hard to find a black woman in network, but <laughs> it seems like she would be the one to make the effort. If anyone's going to make the effort, it, it would be Yolanda. Yolanda. I don't you know who's not making the effort. That Porter. Is there? But is there anyone in that room? Like, there is a Latino couple, mm -hmm. right? There's a gay male couple. Mm -hmm. There's a gay female couple, and there's mm -hmm. a single black lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Why would any of those people? 
pick Dan Foxworthy. And why would Dan Foxworthy think it was a good idea to put all of his patients in one room together? And then just let them go at each other. <laughs> yeah. And then right right as things are getting like really unsettling or like like people are like about to kind of get angry with each other, he just stops it. Yeah. And like I get it, like a session ends and 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 I understand that, but that's such an abrupt and terrible way to end a session. Yeah, no, he was taking like some sort of perverse joy with everything yeah. that was happening. He, yeah. It's as if he sat or sat by himself in his office one day and was like, what's the most chaotic thing I could do <laughs> to my clients that would yeah. also get me more money? Right. I know. Which I wonder how much they're all paying there. for that. And so basically yeah. in this scene, he's doing like, he's doing some exercise where he's like, I am passive when, and then they all have to say something and like, Bet is unhappy and Tina is like, but makes the money decisions. Near, 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 near. It's like mm-hmm. their whole relationship is summed up in one scene where like Bet wants to have nothing to do with this and Tina's like trying super hard for the both of them. Yeah, really yeah. trying to connect. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad to watch. It if is... I was in that group, I'd be like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> God, I know. I would pick up on that right away. I'd be like, ooh, these two, not uh, good. Uh, yeah. I know you go home from that afterwards. You're like, so what do you think of the other couple? Oh yeah, the <laughs> minute you get in the car with your partner, you're like, yeah. oh my God, wasn't that so weird? And also Bet's comment of her being like, I feel, I'm scared I won't be able to provide. Feels yeah. like a very dude answer yeah. yeah 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 but also like a very bet answer but also mm-hmm. i don't think she, i think she's lying oh she for sure is yeah oh, for sure because i think she's out. i think she's pretty confident that she can provide like she's yeah. just like what i have to i'll say something <laughs> yeah at no point do i actually in the show think bet has ever worried <laughs> about her ability to provide for anyone no that's that's real that's yeah, not yeah. even a good fake answer, Ben. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, so then we go back to Jenny's tool shed, uh, where Jenny says she wishes she had a trust fund to sit and write. And Annette says that Jenny and Tim were always having sex in college. And then she makes Tim sex noises. I'm, I have a few questions about what their <laughs> dorm room looked like. Like, it was it one, just the one dorm room where their beds were in the same room. And yeah. so she was just having sex with Tim while her roommate was there. I think so. That's yeah, that's pretty like. normal in college. I never, I never shared a room. I always had a single. Oh, oh congrats. <laughs> it just goes back to my very isolated persona of not wanting to. I will say her impression of Tim, way more masculine than Tim actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think Annette is like a little butcher than Tim, probably. <laughs> Nanette, you know. Uh, no, but people had sex. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the weird things looking back in college is like I, my friends in college, I would hear them have sex all the time. Now that would be weird. But then it was just sort of normal. Is that not normal? Is that not normal? I never experienced that. So the idea of that to me is very weird. I think you just didn't have you didn't a have choice. A space. Right, yeah. yeah. But you can see that like Jenny... Nanette wants to talk shit about Tim and Jenny's like, you can't talk shit about Tim. Right. But for some reason, Jenny hasn't told her yet what the real situation is. And then we go back to the support group from hell (laughs) where everyone talks about what they're afraid of. And like that someone says our child will seem like an alien to us. And then Yolanda says that her child will be angry at me for not giving her a father. And then Bet's turn comes and (laughs) the chair is just empty. Yeah, I yelled when she said pass. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yep. And Tina's only thing she can think of, she's afraid of Bet's dad. Not, not accepting, accepting their child. But also, where are Tina's 
parents. Mm-hmm. Have we ever in the history of the show established them? Never. Never, right? We go back to Jenny's really fast. They're going to go, they're going to break into Tim's house, even though Jenny should have a key because that's where the bathroom is. Yeah, that part made no sense. And then, and then that's when she's talking about Marina, but not using any pronouns. No, yeah. that's that's after this oh next. My oh, we my goodness. <laughs> we go back to the support group. Oh, my God. And now they're lying on the ground in a circle with their heads on pillows. And this feels a little bit like a sorority group photo or like the Babysitter's uh, Club theme song. Yeah. But also, I would say here, it's like, why do they keep changing setting arrangements? Yeah, I want to know that. I want to know the answer to that. And then um, Bet says they chose not to adopt because some girl in the Midwest won't give them a child because they're gay. And then Yolanda's like, only if you want a white child. And then they start fighting. And Yolanda says that Bet is hiding behind the lightness of her skin. And it feels like they're basically have decided that they are going to make Yolanda like the car- a caricature of like an angry black woman. Which she then later in the episode literally calls out. Right. Yes. Yeah, she gets mad at Bet for being light-skinned. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. She's it's, real mad about it's that. It's bad. Yeah. And it's bad like, because the show has no, like, doesn't have a lot of characters of color. And then they introduce one and they turn her into basically what feels like, because it feels like the Elward thinks that it's post-racial. And so, like, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff is, like, up for comedic, like, yeah, uh, like it's ripe for comedy oh, or whatever. Is it supposed to be funny? I didn't think it was supposed to be funny. I think oh, they really? wanted the audience to dislike her. No, I think they want the audience to dislike her. But I think I felt like by the end, like when she was like, "Oh, they they have their an- angry black woman or whatever." I thought they wanted us to to think it was funny. Well, I don't think the actress Ooh. knew that then because that was not <laughs> the performance she was giving us. Mm, agree. Interesting. Strong agree. Then we go back to Annette and Jenny, and this is when. She's trying to talk about Marina without using pronouns. Yes. And then she finally says that her name is Marina. And then her friend is like, the first thing she says is, oh, my God, that's like the one thing I haven't done, which I like absolutely refuse to believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in 2004. She's like, is he funny? Definitely not. Smart. I don't know. Hot. Marina is definitely hot. Yeah, I really related to that uh, of Jenny looking back and being like, yeah, I let this hot, unfunny person with average intellect ruin my life. Oh, wait, did she say what she said? Is, she, is he smart? She said, I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> but I did. I appreciated that she was like, definitely not for being funny because Marina's no, the least humorous mm-hmm. person. Yeah, Marina doesn't. Marina's like serious like the most serious person mm-hmm. in every language yeah and i was surprised that she said that she didn't know if she was smart because i thought that was supposed to be part of her whole appeal yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, they like bonded over like literature yeah, i felt like she, she was mad at her languages yeah yeah she speaks like 10 languages <laughs> she's like, like probably scene, a she's russian like showing spy off another language she can speak yeah i think she was like i felt like she was like i don't really know who she is anymore so maybe she's not even really smart. Maybe she's only read three books and those are just the three books that came up in conversation. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Feeling duped and deceived and questioning everything. <laughs> mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever felt that before. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to the planet. And this is a scene from all of the promos mm-hmm. where there's a very popular promo shirt of the scene, promo shirt. I said promo shirt because I was thinking about Marina's sort of shirt. 
it's a hint of oh, a shirt. Yeah. Just a suggestion <laughs> of clothing. The afterthought of a shirt. Yeah, it was like, I ha- I'm going to put on a shirt. I don't know. And it's, it's like, it's doing the work of a bra, but it has like a collar. Yeah. And also her torso is really long. So it's like, there's just a lot of skin being mm-hmm. shown. And I can't imagine that's very comfortable, you know, to walk mm-hmm. around with half of your body open. Oh, absolutely not. She probably put Sounds a robe terrible. on in between takes. Yeah. <laughs> I would have put a robe on. I would have tried to wear the robe during the take. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They would have been like, we told you to take the robe off. But I run this I run this place. Yeah. So I keep a robe Yeah, there. it's the planet. Everyone wears robes. It's our uniform. And they're all looking at Dana's Subaru ad. And it says, like, get out and stay out. So it's like a gay ad. And they're like, your parents are going to be so proud. And then they realize that Dana hasn't come out to her parents yet. Is there anything else in the ad? I was trying to see if there's anything else on that ad that is at all anything gay related. There's a girl between her legs with her mouth open and her <laughs> tongue is out. And she's like, oh. But then when they find out she has to come out to her parents, um, Shane is like, well, I guess Subaru is going to do it for you. And that was funny to me because I was in a Marie Claire article in like 2006 and I told my therapist about it. And I was talking about how like my, I hadn't come out to my grandparents or whatever. And she was like, well, I think Marie Claire is going to do it for you. And I was like, I don't think so because I don't think my grandma's going to read Marie Claire. But it was the same exact words as Shane. So oh like, God. is that cool? That's so cool. That did cool? your grandparents read Marie Claire? Uh, no. Okay. Although later I had an article at Marie Claire. My grandma did read it. And it was about my hyperhidrosis, which is like mm. excessive sweating. <laughs> and my grandma called and left a message on my machine. She was like, I didn't know you had all these problems. <laughs> And I was what like, a okay. way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, my first car was a Subaru. Oh, really? In high school. My, it's really weird. My dad got a Subaru. Mm-hmm. He got a Subaru Forester. And I was super excited. But also I was driving around like a very gay car. And I was not out at the time. Do you think the car made you gay? <laughs> mm, very possible. But no. <laughs> well, my first car was a Plymouth Voyager minivan. Did it make you a pilgrim? <laughs> It, it, it did. I was going to say a, a mom picking up her kids after soccer. <laughs> Not yet. And oh. and Dana, so Dana's like super stressed out. She says her mom's in a women's group and Rena's like, oh, that's great. And then she's like, it's a Republican women's group. In Orange County. In Orange County, which is a very specific. It's a specific crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I always love when shows do very specific references that only people from those places yeah. really get. Yeah. To prove a point. It's like, I still don't understand what the point is. <laughs> What's up with Orange County? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, and Dana's upset because like she messed up with Lara and now, but also just on that note, though, why didn't, this has annoyed me ever since. Like, why doesn't Dana just get back together with Laura after the ad came out? Because uh, the scripts weren't written that way. <laughs> Like after he, that after he was answer. like, this was a gay ad, she could have just called her and been like, look, I have a gay ad. Yeah. I'm, yeah, like, it's actually fine for me to be gay. Let's get or back like, together. Maybe Laura right. saw it. Maybe Laura reads the advocate or whatever and saw it and could have called her and been like, yeah, I saw that you're out now. Did do Dana stop eating it? at the. Right. Like, that's the kind of thing I would do. I would just start stop having lunch to avoid <laughs> seeing someone that I felt slightly awkward around. <laughs> you start you'd stop having lunch, period. Yeah. Definitely. Meal. Yeah, Stop. I would. You'd skip the meal. Yeah, there's all kinds of anxiety situations that have it prompted me to not have a meal. And that would definitely be one of them. <laughs> you know? I get that. Now we are at Bettina's apartment. 
And mm-hmm. Bet is saying that Yolanda doesn't know her life. Mm-hmm. And Tina has Googled her. You gotta stalk your enemies. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> and she says that she is a professor, right? Mm-hmm. At UCLA. Yep. And that she has written several books. Poetry and nonfiction. Yes. Including, she says, Sista, stand up. Would have paid to never have to hear Tina say that. <laughs> Agree. I Did she like getting to hear me say it? <laughs> you said it much better than <laughs> Tina said it. Correct. Sista, stand up. Ugh. And this is like... It's upsetting. <laughs> so Tina's upset and that is like, basically like, we're not in this together. Tina said, I was just as upset. <laughs> <laughs> <Were you? laughs> was it possible for you to be? <laughs> so basically this is like again like i feel like they're making her like a caricature or they're trying to make yolanda a caricature mm-hmm. yeah and i hate it yes there's not a single good thing about it no <laughs> points were made no didn't make anyone think deeply about nope. anything Mm-mm. but i think they wanted they're they're like intent behind this episode in this character was very like we're gonna like start a dialogue mm-hmm. right and then you're just like no right. this is very bad yeah i felt like they were shutting down a dialogue like they were like this is another position and it sucks <laughs> and bet is right or like bet shouldn't be or i don't know i felt like it felt like they were saying that like anyone who feels the way yolanda does is is ridiculous and that bet is but it's not that what she was saying was ridiculous. It's that she was saying it about Bet not knowing her at all that was ridiculous. Like right. It, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. They were shutting down the dialogue by making that conversation come from someone that is a lunatic. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then we go back to Tim Tam's house <laughs> and we go to Jenny's bathroom or to Tim's bathroom where Annette says that she loves women so much, but she could never get down with the puss. Which whenever anyone uses that example, <laughs> first sounds very familiar. Yeah. Uh, and not not what would be the blockade. Like yeah. that's not what would keep you no. from being with the woman if you were straight. Like, and yet it is what every female celebrity says. Yep. Like Pink has said it. Michelle Rodriguez said it before she admitted that she was bi. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, specifically, she said Mitchie loves sausage. Um, Christina Aguilera said it. Like this phenomenon of like women being like, well, I can't really be gay because I love dick. It's like not an argument. Mm -hmm. No. Whenever they say that, I'm like, really? Or even that you have an aversion to a vagina. Yeah. You don't know because you have not tried it. Yeah. (laughs) So we're at the planet where Kit introduces Bet to Dwayne who works for Slim Daddy, or they're going to sample Kit's song. And Bet's like, can I look at this contract? And she looks at the contract. And you guys both had a lot of feelings about this, so. Yeah. It is unrealistic on every level. Every single level. First of all, Kit doesn't own the master saying anything that she's made. She does no. not have the ability to sign away the rights to anything. 100% she doesn't have the rights. She absolutely has several people that need to be informed of this document's existence and that need to read it, give notes and the amount and then sign it. And the amount that she is being offered is $1,000. $1,000 with zero residuals. Yes. 
And also, who is this man delivering it? He's not like a lawyer. Why does he have a titanium briefcase? I love that. That detail killed me. Because there was definitely a period in like high school where I was like, I want one of those cool briefcases that are in like action movies where like the nuclear codes are in that case. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna have one of those, but I wanna carry my like notebooks in it. Right. And all he was carrying was a single one sheet of paper. Piece of paper. <laughs> That, that does sign. And that's supposedly a contract. No contract is a single sheet of paper. An appearance release is barely one sheet of paper. It's only one sheet of paper when you make the font a size. I know. Five. I was about to say, every like, and when we had to do the forms for camp, we like really smashed them down to save on printing costs. But we did that all online this year, you guys. Don't worry. But like by the end of the conversation, she does sign the contract, even though it is a terrible deal. $1,000 for all rights. <laughs> In perpetuity. Song, no residuals. So she gets one check and then is never involved again. Slim Daddy. They really could have really beat that name, I feel like. That's what they settled on. I would I, I would venture to suggest that people on this show are not really good at naming anything. <laughs> that, He's black. Name him Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Drive the point home. <laughs> and they he will appear in several additional episodes. Uh, does, so. does this guy have a name yet? What guy? The guy that brings the... Dwayne. Dwayne, that's his the real Dwayne. name. <gasps> yeah. Right. He was also in Battlestar. Um, then we go... <laughs> also it, named it Dwayne. It must be the same casting directors. It is the both. same casting that's directors, <laughs> yeah. And it was around the same period of time. And they were time. both filming in mm-hmm. Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. Damn, had their favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go to the planet. Clive is rooting around in Shane's roommate's bag, like obviously stealing money, pretends that he's stealing cigarettes. Shane's like, has a really convoluted way to be yeah. like, they don't smoke. And then it's like, okay. So obviously that's bad. The mayor of the CAC, James, our oh. knight in shining shiny love James 2004 ties says that there is a call for bet and it is someone who tells her that she is going to burn in hell now Mm -hmm. this is cuckoo because (laughs) they say this is the fifth one of the day so they knew it was going to be someone telling (laughs) bet horrible terrible things and they Mm -hmm. just let her take the call like uh bet line one (laughs) and then she stayed on for the duration Until she got hung up on. Yeah, she could have ended that call. Yeah, she should have hung up. Because they literally... Bet loves loves arguing with people. That's true. That's one of her primary... But she doesn't say anything. Nothing. No, later, I guess. She should. She gets argumentative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she had to go collect her argument. She's like, I'm going to have thoughts about this later in this episode. Later in the season. Yeah. Then uh, Jenny and Annette are coming to the planet because Annette wants to spy on Marina. And Jenny... First of all, Jenny's doing something weird with her hair which is fine. <laughs> and then Jenny opens her car door and hits a guy on a bike. It's honestly much, it's, we laughed so hard. I feel bad now in retrospect, but it was very It was funny. just a, like a white guy. Yeah. It's like, Who whatever. Cares? It was just Brad. And then <laughs> maybe his name was Mark. And then Francesca is like, what's going on here? Let me help. And she like smooths over their conflict with this guy. By like, by like, saying like really like nice things about him. Like mm-hmm. you must be fine. You don't look hurt. Yeah. He's You're like, oh, in no. such good shape. Yeah. yeah. It's just gross. Also, in the prior episode, Jenny was at Marina's house and saw pictures of Marina and Francesca together. Oh, yeah. Oof. So she should know what she looks Continuity like. Continuity issues. <laughs> just saying. And then we go to the gala, the luncheon. 
Oh, what do right. Republicans do? Lunch. They have luncheons, it's right? A luncheon, definitely. And Alice is dressed like a young Republican, which is kind of cute. Yeah. And Dana's brother Howie, who is the stealing the scene, mm-hmm. like <laughs> has the ad with him and says, as soon as he sees Dana, he's like da da da, and like opens it up and is like ha ha, because he obviously knows that she's gay. But it's just it's a very quick it's a very quick interstitial of that. We don't get very much. We just see that Dana's parents were both on Battlestar. Um, <laughs> those actors are married in real life, which That's is cute. Wild and very cute. We go back to the planet where they are spying. Annette and Jenny are spying on Marina. And I think this is, is this when she sees that that was Francesca? Mm-hmm. This is the big reveal. <laughs> I gasped. <laughs> <laughs> you shouted, it's the big reveal. <laughs> and Jenny's like, whoa. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Didn't see those photographs. And Marina's still wearing half a shirt. Or I would say one third of a shirt. Yeah, because there's no sleeves either. Sleeves are considered part of a shirt. Yeah, True. Jenny, it's the top half of the body section of a shirt with no sleeves. So it's a a third or even a quarter of a shirt. Jenny <laughs> immediately looks like she's imagining them having sex. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, her eyes sort of glaze over. Mm-hmm. She's mildly into it. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to the Republican Club where they're at the buffet line. They spend a lot of time in the buffet line. So I hope that no, and the buffet line is like a million pieces of fruit. fruit. It's only, the section of the buffet is only fruit or it's the whole buffet. A lot of bananas. A lot of, Alice is like manhandling a banana and (laughs) moving it around through the whole scene. Like she has the banana under her arm and then she has the banana in her arm. Then she tries to give the banana to Dana. She's doing some beautiful prop work in this scene. She is, if you just, if you rewatch the scene, just look at Alice and the banana. That's an experience. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can watch the scene again. Just watch Howie. The scripty were probably like, stop. Oh my God. Hannah. Yep. You Where just watched the blocking on the banana? <laughs> Does anyone remember which hand I was holding this banana with? Which part of the scene? <laughs> They're eating in the line also. Bad etiquette. Bad etiquette. It's a no-no. Because Alice has a piece of cake and she's just like really into it. It looked good too. I know. Yeah. And I think Dana starts... Dana starts like she's about to come out to them in the buffet line, which yeah. is absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah. Cougar. I know they've got so many toothpicks with, around them with like fruit in it that they could stab her with. Just and like be hit like, her over the head with a pineapple. Do I hate crime right away? Yeah. 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 And the brother asks about her boyfriend. Yeah. He's trying to help. <laughs> he's trying to stir, stir shit up. He is. I could not get a good read on him because it seemed like they had like a fun relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's messing with her. But he also doesn't seem to like not like that she's gay. Like he's not unsupportive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the this woman comes up and asks Dana for a autograph on the ad. And then they see the ad and they're like, why didn't you tell us about this? You didn't tell us that you were in this ad. You're so modest or whatever. Yeah. She always is downplaying her achievements. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, that guy. Colonel Ty. (laughs) And they're like, get out and stay out. And then Dana misses her opportunity and is like, women who are out. (laughs) Women like me who play, who are outdoorsy. And tennis, playing tennis. There we go. Goofy. Then they go to the bathroom and Alice is like, you need to do this. She does a cute little hand puppet thing. thing. Which you can tell that she has worked with puppets before (laughs) because she moves her hand the right way. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Usually when people do puppets, they move their fingers and their thumbs. You're supposed to keep your thumb still and only move the top part of your hand. Would you say that that's a valuable skill for being a lesbian also? I think it uh, speaks to your dexterity. Absolutely. Wow. I'm so honored to be here with puppeteers. (laughs) 
I am not a puppeteer. Someone just told me that, and it has stuck with me. That's a great fact. I've made sock puppets in the past, and yeah. I've used them. Didn't in you have a puppet, like a Muppet? Oh, yeah, I do. I do have a, a Muppet that I made at FAO Shorts that is supposed to look like me, but like a fancy vampire version of me. Mm. So then when we go back in to the Republican thing, they like scan over all the pictures, which is then when you see that the horse girl from the beginning, the horse girl who tried to kiss her friend and was rejected is Dana's mom. Twist. The mother. Yeah. And then Alice and Dana go outside to chill. Howie's like, what up lesbos? And he has weed. (laughs) And this felt really authentic to me honestly yes. like that the little brother who's like enjoying this whole shenanigans would be like mm-hmm. yeah let's go smoke weed yep. yeah that felt, <laughs> that felt great and that alice was super excited yeah. and just like hangs out with him <laughs> yeah is great and dana's like slowly deteriorating inside yeah. you know mm-hmm. now we are back we're still now we're in the car in jenny's car annette has binoculars this is <laughs> funny i think also jenny and annette are drinking out of a flask they're wild. I, I, I sort of loved this whole little thing. I thought it was mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. It felt, again, it was another thing that felt kind of like heightened but authentic. Yeah. Like. It was believable. If you if you have like a crazy friend. Yeah. Which I've, I've definitely had crazy friends. I've been a crazy friend. <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny dropped some more pretentious references yeah. which uh, it just feels like they just wrote a board of things that like, these are all pretentious Godard, things that Jenny and can at some yeah. point she looks like she's in a, a Godard film yeah and she's like, like Del Mondo in a Godard film and I live out of a garbage bag in a tool shed <laughs> which is funny because it is accurate yeah but like Francesca and Marina are being somewhat loving, it looks like, mm-hmm. which is the beginning and the end of them being nice to each other for the rest of the series. Yes. And uh, and Annette's also like, you're Spoiler. way younger and way hotter, which again, felt authentic, you know? Ah, anyway, we're back. At, I wrote the OC Club and Alice and uh, Howie walk out of someplace. They're obviously really stoned now. Very stoned. A nice like midday stoning nice. at a Republican luncheon, I'm sure is an interesting experience. Sounds terrifying. And, and then we see that Dana seems to be coming out to her parents. Like they don't even let us actually have as an audience get to see her come out and yeah. like, hear what she says, which is kind of insane. When you it think was about a real it. cop out. They yeah. chickened out. Yeah. When Dana walks out, she's like, says something like it's not my fault or it's not it's not your fault i think the mom was like i think her mom like freaked out and thought it was her fault in that like way that i mean it is engaging <laughs> hello horse girl because mm-hmm. what are they saying like what is their argument i wonder no one's ever been upset about someone being gay before so i'd really like to know what they had to say about it this has never happened i mean i've never come out to anyone so i don't know not even my grandma i mean she knows now Everyone just knows. You just, the a way to come out, which Dana could, was doing, I guess, is just to become a public figure. True. Mm-hmm. You know, and or like become professionally a lesbian and mm-hmm. then everyone just kind of finds out. Yeah, that's true. Yep. A press release would work. Yeah, a hot tip. And then uh, as they run out, one like I think that mom or the dad to Alice is like, I take it you're a part of this li- lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, not me. I have a boyfriend. Very funny. <laughs> very, very, very funny. And the ha- delivery of it is very funny. Yeah. And Howie is like, Howie is mad at Alice. Yeah. And Dana's <laughs> mad at Alice. They're like, Come on. And she's like, What? She's just like, I want more cake. I'm here. <laughs> and then they run out to the car. 
And her mom says that we all have feelings for our girlfriends, Dana, but it doesn't mean we have to act on them. And then she slowly <laughs> closes the window of the car. Very yeah. slowly. And then as soon as she does that, the dad goes, I'm sorry, what'd you just say? <laughs> yeah, it's like, if this show is told from the mom's point of view, we would have gotten that conversation. Yeah. The, the like, part, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> come again? <laughs> we, we do. The part of the, <laughs> this explains so much. The, a part of like the way that she had the window up was like they do in like a like a villain movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it was She's, so it was overdone. Like, the bad guy. And oh. it's like rolling <laughs> up. Like and then the reflection of Dana's sad face back. Oh my yeah. God. Is it like that Rihanna gif of when she's rolling up the window yeah. on those reporters? <laughs> or paparazzi? Oh. Then we go to the streets. Another scene I care nothing about. <laughs> Out on the streets, Clive stole a CD player. So this is oh God. very 2004. From Shane's roommate, Clive wants help from Shane. Shane is done. Clive wants drugs. Clive says that Shane wouldn't get anywhere without him. Uh, Shane gives him drugs. And... That's what happens there. Shane is a horrible roommate. <laughs> a horrible. Brought this person in, sees him stealing, lets him get away with it. Mm -hmm. He comes back, steals something else. <laughs> and then it seems the roommates are the ones left to kick him out, which is very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's. Shitty. She just let it happen. Also, she is sharing an apartment with. She says earlier in the season that she's sharing a room. They're not just her apartment mates. They're her roommates. They're all staying in the same room. Yeah, she's in a drug den. <laughs> also, she's like, here's enough cash to stay in a hotel for a few nights. And, and just no one on this show know how much hotels cost. <laughs> also, what it cost? Like $10? <laughs> and that she just would be carrying that amount of cash on yeah. her person. And that it would just fit in a hand in a few bills. Like... It looked like, like one bill. It looked like one bill. It looked like a very like small amount of mass. Like, yeah. like uh, one bill. Yeah, it was a $1,500 yeah. bill. bill. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, she was a cashier's check. <laughs> you, could, you can go cash this at a bank. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to pay with this at the hotel. First go to the bank and cash it. <sighs> the money order. It's a money order from Western Union. She had to pay a big fee for that. Huge fees. Huge fees. Should have just given him cash. Should have just given him cash. It's just a bond. She's like, just wait for it to accrue over time. <laughs> Give it about 15 years. <laughs> and then go get a hotel room. Yeah. So he's going to have a really good night. And I'm glad that we never have to see him again because I didn't care for his plot. <laughs> it did nothing for anything <laughs> nothing no well, character development for none. shane really except that we know now we know she used to turn tricks on santa yeah, monica and i guess if it was like yeah. a shot at those people that like you think that it was right. yeah because i think that the i think that the guy was supposed to be brian singer the gay guy do you remember the gay guy right. who, yes, yes 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 i do i think that that's what it was yeah i yeah i agree with your assessment but mm -hmm. it's just weird that they like grassy knolled him yeah it's and couldn't even do it in a way that made sense with the show. <laughs> right. Okay. So then we go back to, we go to Tim's house and Nanette is using the bathroom and it's not Jenny. It's Tim. He's back. And Annette asks Tim to take care of Jenny because she lives too far away to take care of Jenny. 
a stupid request. <laughs> yeah, which is mm-hmm. a stupid request. Also, he was taking care of Jenny, and then we saw what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't ask. That also didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I was also just distracted the entire scene because I was wondering if she was going to wash her hands and then she yeah. did not she wash did not. her hands. I know I could feel both of you like seize up <laughs> yeah. when she opened the door without washing her hands. I was like, nah. <laughs> Also, how many scenes on this show take place with a woman peeing in that bathroom? I know so many. So many. They really are, want us to be into piss play. She also did a front wipe. Also bad. <laughs> front to back, everyone. <laughs> Little tidbit for you from our celebrity guest Brittany Nichols <laughs> and then we go to the CAC and there are protesters including another Cylon for Battlestar who wants bet who is asking about like signing a petition to have it go down and whatever and she's <laughs> like have you even seen the art right and he's like no and she's like how can you tell people not to look at the art yeah how is the art bad if you haven't seen the art yet and she gets very upset about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just, man, there's so many more exciting Bet Porter art scenes to come on the show. <laughs> so, so many. Now we go to Twat the Night. Where they enter through a vagina. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> and there is a $15 cover. Which I found to be outrageous. Very steep. <laughs> yeah. That's high. It's that's why no one was there. Yeah. That's why there was four people there. It was all only the cast of the show was there. But also, wasn't it so realistic that your friends are like throwing their own lesbian party and they make all of your friends go to it mm-hmm. and there's a million flyers and they post about it on Insta a million times. Then you go there and no one. Oh, yeah. There. I've thrown I've thrown that party. <laughs> that's why I know. That's why I know this intimately. I've thrown parties. We're the only people there at the bar are your friends because they're the only people that actually bothered to show up because you threatened them. <laughs> and it's basically so then it's just your friends sort of recirculating money amongst yourselves. Yeah, but then it's like the roommates threw it. Shouldn't the roommates have friends? Because it's only Shane's friends. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's only yeah, it's only Shane's friends and Nanette. But I felt like this was really uh, like a nod to a very traditional lesbian experience. And also mm-hmm. for Jenny, like this is like her first trip to the to a lesbian bar. And it's mm. like, here you go. Incredibly Welcome. underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is it? Only the people that you slept with and don't want to see again. <laughs> yeah. Wow, exactly. It's all my friends and my enemies. Yeah. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jenny, what, get used to it. Yeah, get ready. Get ready for heavy enemy play. <laughs> you know, you just got to LA. She only has one enemy so far. And yet she shows bad. up everywhere. Yeah. And that's her kink. Yeah. Enemy play. <laughs> and so Alice is telling them, or and Dana's telling them what happened when she came out to her parents and is saying and says her mom had said what she said. And Shane is like, that probably means she fell in love with her friend and got her heart broken. And Alice and Dana are like, absolutely not. But Shane's right. Yep. And we also established that Shane is going to be cutting Sherry Jaffe's hair on Friday. And Alice says she's the coolest woman in Hollywood without a job. Yeah. <laughs> is this where we see the girls that not are yet. dancing? Okay, we'll get, we'll get back to them. Because first, hold. we're going to go back to the support group. Awesome. Oh. For a very upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) 
where that like it might as well the scene might as well might as well have started with like meanwhile in hell because <laughs> that's really where we're going so basically we cut back and they're fighting it's a different day a different session they're picking up their fight from exactly where they left off yeah <laughs> Just as Dan Foxworthy hoped they would. He's <laughs> Apparently. like, we're going to put a pin in that literally. And Bet says, it wasn't until I read your poem and pulls out the book. Pulls out the book. That <laughs> reveal she went was and purchased Cuckoo, the book. <laughs> it has I loved it. <laughs> oh, man, that's so petty. Oh, the pettiness of it is, I mean, Bet is so petty. It's one of the reasons I love her. <laughs> it's kind of the only reason. Because of how fucking petty Beth Porter is. Also, she says something that isn't true. Because she's like, in your poem called on being a black socialist lesbian feminist working to overthrow the white male capitalist patriarchy. You wrote the whole title down? I sure did. Because I was like, really? It's a great title. It's just such a like. It's so on the nose. Yes. Uh, (laughs) It's bad. And. She says, like, you said lesbian last of all of those words, but the word that's last in a string of adjectives is usually seen as the noun, so it's actually the most important word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, syntax. So, so yeah. Yolanda mm-hmm. also said, legally, you're black. <laughs> and, yeah, I would love to know what on earth what, that means. Yeah, it <laughs> made no sense. Uh, also, on, in all these scenes, Beth is always, like, hinting at this dark history of, yeah. like, her experience moving mm-hmm. through the world as a mixed person. And we don't ever hear about any never. of it. No, never. No, never we once. don't. Here's my pitch. Mixed ish, <laughs> but it's about Bet Porter. <laughs> like as a child. Yeah. Like Bet it's Porter growing up in the 90s. <laughs> she goes to Yale for art school because we see a flashback later. Mm-hmm. So it's like it starts with her in high school, goes to college, and we see these experiences. He's, he's very apparently dark experiences that we don't get to know about yeah because she says like three times this episode like you don't know what i've been through you have no idea who i am it's like you're right we don't because the show has not the the audience at home is like yes that is true (laughs) bet also makes fun of the spelling of the name of the book yes again she makes fun of it which yeah is wild (laughs) and then uh she says like look at what your white world has done to this woman and then when they're fighting, then Yolanda's like, is this black lady getting out of control? A white person tells her she's being too confrontational. And everyone in the room agrees that she's being too confrontational. And I hated it. But here's the thing. She fucking was being right. confrontational. That's, yeah, like you, you're in a specific set. Like the, that's yeah. a group therapy setting. Yeah, yeah, the way that this was written is just so incendiary. It was yeah. very just bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, here's what it would be. You guys don't want this. Right, exactly. Here, we showed you yes. what it is. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> right? Yuck, yeah. get her out of here. <laughs> now yes. we don't have to do it. Yes, it would, yeah, it's like they brought someone on and then we're like, aren't you glad we don't have a character like this? They're so ridiculous. Oh my God, you're right. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this character's gonna be upsetting and then they write her to be upsetting and then right. they're like, see? Mm-hmm. Also because like black people find that person upsetting as well like right, that person yeah. who always acts like they're the victim and has yeah. no level of self-awareness or like willingness to engage in like an authentic way <laughs> but people also think like that's not who we want on the show <laughs> either <laughs> no, like 
But by making her the one in the room, mm -hmm. they don't show any other perspectives. Right. This was such a stupid archetype that was honestly in a lot of shows. Like this type of character was like mm -hmm. very frequent in the same way that like, you know, like a crazy, like demented tra trans person was in shows. Like it was just like, this was so common. It was like, oh, here's that type of character. And now watching it, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrifying with their history of every how they've cast the show and then this is really bad yeah and the way that they tried to like contrast these two characters who probably had way more in common than they didn't like yeah. she was a professor at yeah. ucla talking <laughs> yeah. to a yale educated art like, art person. person yeah <laughs> right i remember thinking that watching it when she's like learning all that stuff about her via the google search i'm like <laughs> i'm like she should be like oh, yeah get to know her she seems cool like yeah <laughs> yeah like they so, like, could they would be have a lot to talk about right yeah. Then we go back to Twat the Night, and Marina is looking at Nanette and Jenny, and Alice Jen is like, you don't know that girl. Yeah. Yeah, who's that? Fresh meat. Which is like the most Alice thing to do. <laughs> and that felt very accurate. And then Jenny says she's so beautiful, and I'm not beautiful. And then there's fully naked women. <laughs> Dancing in a beaded curtain. <laughs> in random slow motion. <laughs> a lot of random slow motion in this episode. Fully naked. Fully 100% naked, which... Which I didn't even notice until you all said something. Like, <laughs> I just was like, uh, okay, people dance in the background. I didn't really look. Then Francesca introduces herself. No, they're, oh, we meet again or whatever. And then like just rambles about college and learning about yourself or whatever. Yeah, it seemed like some sort of power move, but like... It didn't entirely she was performing it like it was some sort of like power move over mm -hmm. Jenny with the Marina situation, but what she was saying didn't really make sense for that. Mm. I don't know, it was weird. It was a little weird. It was a little weird. And then she invites Jenny over for dinner. Yeah. Which is psychotic. Yeah. Yes. Jenny was doing a lot of the classic Jenny acting, <laughs> which is the, you know, look down at the ground and look back up, popping up those doe eyes. <laughs> yep. I'm vulnerable. Look at my vulnerability. <laughs> then we go back to the support group. They're just like sitting there and then they do this weird overlay of like a 50% transparent version of the same scene. Yeah. But there's cuts in it instead of pans. Right. Mm -hmm. So the main image is panning across the group mm -hmm. and the superimposed image is hard cutting each person. So it's already a poor visual device. Mm -hmm. And then that makes it even worse and more jarring, but it's like what they're thinking. It's yeah, but then we get to the important one, the only one that matters, Bet. And Bet is thinking, um, what's happening to me? Am I just panicking? Is it about the baby? Or am I falling out of love with Tina? And then Tina is a dullard. She <laughs> says just something so basic and boring. That you're like, I sure hope you are. Mm -hmm. I hope you're falling out of love with this person. Tina is like speaking like she's the one wrapping up the group, which I guess is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. She's like, Super I think, weird. Well, yeah, because she's codependent. And so she's gone from being codependent with Beth to being codependent with the entire group. She goes from being <laughs> we about her and Beth to we about everyone. Oh, my God. That's so oh, wow. funny and accurate. And she's like holding Beth's hand. In a very like, I'm holding your hand. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like Bet wants to hold and hands. And Bet is not. Into yeah, it. and I can never tell. I can't tell if it's like that. Tina is 
or the actress is just like not great or if it's supposed to look so performative right because every time she goes to comfort bet it just looks like someone Mm -hmm. who is being told like now hold your partner's hand (laughs) comfort like it doesn't look genuine at all yeah which is why i like can't really get mad mad at bet for being like ugh, like shirking away because like i if i if that was me i feel like i would feel it i'd be like yeah this isn't genuine or real at all no and like why are you leading the group all of a sudden <laughs> yeah and then we go back to twat twat the night and everyone leaves francesca called it an ill-conceived affair which was very funny yeah and something i would have said as well. <laughs> yeah and in that moment, I was like, wow, Francesca's a very relatable character all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. She's mean like me. <laughs> that was the beginning and the end of that. Yep. And so that's it. Yeah. There's not really much redeeming about it. Like in terms of character development, we don't get we don't get enough good things or things that move any plot along to make up for how bad and like frankly kind of disjointed the episode is. It's like mm-hmm. rapid fire cutting between scenes in a way that is yeah, I did. I liked Dana's thing with her parent. I thought that that they had a lot of funny moments, although they did they copped out of the coming out scene. And I thought that the Jenny and Annette stuff was cute, and it gave Jenny, I think, more of a bigger picture of who she was and where she came from. I think that, like many of the things with Shane, she was doing something completely cuckoo that <laughs> gets, uh, like under like you don't really take in how nuts it is yeah which i feel like is shane's thing throughout the whole series Absolutely. which i know you are like oh shane's good. i know i'm one of them i'm like I don't, and I'm, I'm like i'm not taking it everything in. that shane does is completely <laughs> batshit crazy and it is underplayed insane. and shane constantly. is like a bad person <gasps> it's so oh underplayed God. it's completely underplayed case in point yeah you fell for it. Truly I fell look for at it. the situation that they laid Think. out for us. I'm sorry, Reese, but you're you have currently on your show two people who don't like. Yeah, Shane. I guess that this will be the ongoing theme that every Shane time Hare you guys are on the show. I mean, the show in general barely has any butch, butch people, and then it does mm. a very poor job of depicting any sort of healthy relationship at all. But especially when it's a butch and a femme. That's true. Yep. Well, does it have any? But well, I guess Tasha. I mean, just what their versions of like, yeah mask sort of shame a little bit yeah well so i think that's the episode um so at the end Kristen is always like we have talked about where to find us on social media and stuff so why don't you guys do that Brittany can start so she actually listens to the podcast so she knows <laughs> how to do it and carly you can go last i'll go after Brittany. i'm at <laughs> be is hilarious on twitter and instagram I'm Otto Win and also Otto Straddle and also to Ellen Back. Uh, I'm Carly Tron on all social media platforms. Okay. Thanks, Carly. Do either of you guys have any projects you want to shout out or anything? Uh, you know, watch Suicide Kale. Uh, <laughs> be on the lookout for mm-hmm. a Black Lady Sketch Show I'm coming to HBO at some point. Um, I think that's it for me. Well, listen to brand new podcasts. I have a podcast that's on hiatus, but there are plenty of old episodes that you can check out. When you, just, when you said listen to it, I was like, oh, are you recording new ones? <laughs> Not yet. Are you going Someday. to? Whenever I move back to the east side, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently in the Palisades. And there's right. no one to record with in the Palisades. <laughs> you could do like a mom a mom podcast. You just hang out outside of like a Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be like, any moms want to talk to me for my yeah. podcast? Also considering doing a new podcast called Top Talks. Or <laughs> <laughs> just talk to tops. <laughs>
so much. I have to plug something. Um, I made a short film called Misdirection, and it's on currently on the the film festival circuit. Uh, if you go to misdirectionfilm.com, you can see all the cities we're going to play in. So if we come to your city, you should go see it. Uh, and also I write comic books. So, What's your comic book called, Carly? The comic book that is currently out is called The Avant-Gardes. Check it out. And it's a little gay. It's extremely gay. It's a lot gay. Very gay. Is there going to be um, gay stuff on the Black Ladies Sketch Show? There is. Our writers room, we had three queer writers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay. And another thing that we do, Carly... I could have just lied, but I was being honest. <laughs> I would have seen. Oh. I would have known. Really? Would you have known? Um. Yeah, I would have known. Okay. Well, I don't think you would have. But <laughs> well, what do we do at the end of the podcast, Carly? I'm very upset. <laughs> what do we do at the end of the podcast, Brittany? We all try to say the same L word. Oh at, my god! At the same time. So we have to think. You have to think of an L word, and maybe it's the same one. It probably won't be. Yeah. It probably won't be. No. Yeah. Um, and then I count and then we all say them at the same time. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Lunatunes. <laughs> did you say Lorna Dunes? I did. <laughs> I thought you might. What was yours? Levitate. Okay. I said leaving. Because it's the end of the podcast and it's mm-hmm. going to be fun mm-hmm. to be leaving. <laughs> but I, I, just me putting too much thought into my answer. Well, thanks everyone. Hope you enjoyed this special guest podcast with Brittany and Carly. We had a lot of fun. I'm sure they'll be back on the show again to discuss more fun things with the L word, like their incorrect opinions about shame. They're correct. That's all. Bye. Bye. Our opinion correct. Put put Brittany on Generation Q. Please starting a campaign. Brittany on Generation Q. Okay. Crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.